Welcome to Sonic Artifacts, offering the best deals and interesting finds in affordable vintage music equipment in Los Angeles and New York City. Follow these finds on our Instagram at Sonic underscore Artifacts as you listen and tune in every Tuesday for the best deals each coast has to offer. This is your host, Brian Chalemi, signing in from L.A. And this is Max Brown from Brooklyn, New York. It is Tuesday, January 19th here at Sonic Artifacts. Uh, we have some serious deals this week, uh, some curveballs, uh, some things you have not seen or heard, folks. So we're very excited about today's show. And let's see here. Well, first off, let's do a little recap from last week. We had uh, the first amp we covered last week the in L.A. was the Royal Guitar Man amp, Japanese copy of what looked to be a Vibrolux uh, for 600 bucks, sold the very next day. So that's very exciting, and we're happy that deal found a home. Wowza. I'm going to start off with a JBL D130 speaker, a 100-watt speaker, 15 inches for $90 in La Palma, California. Uh, it says it's in excellent shape. Looking from the photo, it looks like there has been a recone. There's a sticker on uh, on the rim there, and that usually usually the company that recones it likes to advertise. Yeah, it looks like there's a little bit of glue around the cone, too. Right, it could have been some patching, or that's the the seam line. Yeah. The JBL D one thirty. I don't know if you know much about these these speakers, Max. I do not. These were these came out in forty nine, if you can imagine. And these these things when they came out, um, James Lansing himself from JLB designed them. And apparently, the thing that makes them really special is that there has a, there has a four inch flat wire co- flat wire coil which is like way bigger than the coils that were happening at the time. So this was 10 dB louder than every other speaker on the market. This was like the first high efficiency speaker that came out. So is this from 1949? This looks like it's 60s, 70s. Yeah, I mean, based on the logo, I would even say 60s. These things were, uh, it was really popular in hi-fi systems Mm. as well because they're super clear. They can take a lot, uh, you know, this is 100 watts, um, you know, and I guess because the, four inch flat wire coil because that's so big it dissipates heat more efficiently so you Mm. you can add more power more sensitivity you know and fender started offering them as an upgrade in 59 uh, and then they started working together after that because a lot of a lot of people were putting them in their amps trying to get that cleaner sound especially country music trying to get um you know you figure tweeds they break up super easy they're pretty grimy so if you're trying to get you know a nice pedestal sound or uh, dick dale was a huge fan of these speakers jerry garcia you know, you you're creating a lot more headroom and a lot more power. Oh wow, yeah, 15 is pretty big. Yeah, Buddy Holly apparently used a 15 in a Tweed Pro. That was his thing. This would be super cool and an awesome upgrade uh, to any any classics amp fire. What do you got? Okay, first up, I have out of the Jersey Shore and Tom's River a 50, uh, 50 watt Fender Bassman. Baseman 10. It's one of those 4 by 10 inch combo fenders. Do you know these, Brian? I do. I had a buddy who bought one, and I have another buddy who modded the hell out of it for him. These things, they're basically, they're, I mean, they have the setup of a super, but without the reverb. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for a bass amp, 50 watts is not that much power. So, as the guy says in the ad, a lot of times these end up being a little better for guitar. The strange thing is, it's not that strange. It's supposed to be a bass amp that's missing a gain stage. Huh. So it it doesn't really go all the way. But 
I think it's a great pedal platform and it's a super affordable, loud seventies fender amplifier. You know, you can get these for, I see them people trying to get seven, 800 bucks. It's a yeah, little no crazy, They're crazy, but it's big. Yeah. And this one, it's not in a hundred percent great shape. It's got a, a tear in one of the speakers. You could probably talk them down a little bit. Right. Yeah. You can talk them down if one of the speakers yeah. has an issue. It doesn't really show the speakers. There's four of them. Anytime to me, you know, there's a lot of expense when you have four speakers involved. Mm. A lot of a lot of a lot of things could be happening here. But down in Tom's River, New Jersey, which is not that close to the city in the sense that there's probably not a lot of people in the neighborhood trying to buy this thing. So I would say you, you could probably talk this guy down. Yeah, I think so. What you got next, Brian? All right. Up next, I have a 1961 Shure S55 Unidyne microphone. This is your classic Elvis looking you know, 50s crooner microphone. They sell them new still. This model's still in production at Guitar Center for, I think, a little under $200. Ah. Yeah, but this is the real deal from 61. I looked up an advertisement online, and it said photographed with more celebrities than any other microphone, actually was the pitch. Probably. And this one's currently on offer up, and it looks like it's in mid-city Los Angeles, that kind of gray zone of what neighborhood that is i'm not really sure but in mid-city for 200 bucks 1961 sure s55 unidyne microphone serious classic still in production because it's a classic oh de it definitely looks awesome that's for sure so up next i have a sun centura 2 out of coney island in brooklyn 500 dollars. whoa have you ever used one of these heads brian or just the sun in general no, I haven't. I mean, I know the sound. I mean, I've seen a ton of them. But yeah. This thing looks really cool. So I used to have a, a Sun Scepter, I believe, which was very similar to this. And they're they're basically a Fender clone, right? Um, they're very they're pretty clean. When you crank them, they get dirty. This one has reverb and tremolo. This one looks like it's in pretty good shape. It's got it looks like it might have a new reverb tank. Right, you see that in the picture? Yeah, that look that looks like exactly like a new reverb tank. Yeah, I mean, I believe the old one should be kind of the, the, the galvanized steel look, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially the connectors. Yeah, I mean, that looks like brand new black, matte black metal there. But everything else looks pretty vintage. Yeah, it says it was just fixed up. You know, these were super popular, or they are super popular for like doom metal, stoner metal, which is kind of why I had it in the past. But yeah, this they, you know they're not too expensive for what it is. Seventies big big amp, sixty watts, super loud, five hundred bucks, all tube, made in Portland. Mm -hmm. Sun Centura two down in Coney Island. It looks like it's by Surf Avenue. You know you can get your uh, get your doom on by the beach. Now remember, folks, if you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform or web browser, go to our Instagram at Sonic underscore Artifacts. We provide links to all the deals so you can follow along. We'd love to hear your stories of successful sales and any of your awesome acquisitions along the way. Let's see here. Okay, over in West Los Angeles, I have a Creamery Wide Range guitar pickup, but he fails to mention in the headline that it also includes a Wormuth Tele pickguard, uh, which it fits perfectly into. So if you have a standard Telecaster, uh, which often a lot of the new Telecasters, especially uh, the Mexican-made ones, they do come double routed out with humbuckers and they change the guard. Something to look into if you're not sure. Huh. But this is a 
Creamery, which is a company out of Manchester. Now, there's a lot of boutique pickups that everyone talks about. Lawler, TV Jones, Lindy Fralin, Chris Novak. Uh, but I would definitely put Creamery up on that list for the UK, a UK edition here. Wow. It looks really nice, too. It's got a cool look. Yeah, he hand makes them, I guess. And he's actually, if you go to the website now, he's shut the shop down because of COVID, but he's starting to take orders in late January. But this is this is a $200 pickup, which you're getting with a guard, a warmth guard, which I'm sure is like 50 bucks uh, for 150 bucks in West LA. And wide range style humbucker, super cool. You know, came in the thin lines. It's basically sounds like a fat single coil. And he also offers a tele bridge pickup with a wide range humbucker matching set because a lot of times the vo the volumes don't match and he's willing to address all those issues and it's all these different combinations that a lot of companies don't offer oh no, that is good actually uh, what do you got so next i have well it's one guitar with two different postings one from a week ago and one from yesterday it's a 1965 holiday silhouette which is the same as Harmony, I'm pretty sure, for $400 in Woodside, Queens. So posted yesterday is one for $400, and then one posted seven days ago, which is the same guitar, same description, same photos, is for $700. So this seller is coming down fast, it seems. This thing's dropping. Yeah, it just dropped uh, you know, 40%. Wow, that's really cool. I had a buddy who bought one of these old harmonies, same style for eight hundred dollars from Main Drag a few years ago. So here's one for four hundred bucks in Woodside, Queens, and this comes with two of the famous Diarmin Goldfoil pickups, which you know those go for easily over a hundred dollars, one hundred fifty dollars separately. Mm -hmm. Really cool, you know, really cool, funky sounds. You know, not not the best road warrior here, but some really cool you know, crunch and unique vibes, and especially for 400 bucks in 1965 here. Uh, that is a really good deal. Yeah, I wonder what this neck is like. So uh, my friend has one of these, and it the action is incredibly low, and it's got a fat baseball bat style neck on it. And I was shocked at how, like, modern feeling it played. Oh, so, wow. yeah. you know, I always, after playing that one, I always think that these guitars are going to be great. Yeah, it looks in good shape. You look at the headstock. You can always kind of tell with the headstock if someone had, you know, I don't know. I got my guitars. The headstocks are all banged up because I'm playing live. You're hitting other guitars. You're hitting walls. Anytime you more you use it, the headstock's gonna, you know, get hit. The paint. There's not even that many chips. The holidays, perfect on there. The side shot of the neck makes the action look super low. Super low, like you were just saying. Yeah, yeah when you were saying that, I was looking at that picture. The action looks super fast. Awesome, awesome. Four hundred bucks, sixty-five holiday or harmony silhouette. In Woodside, Queens. All right. I got a new company. I never heard of this company called Analog Outfitters. They have a 20-watt tube guitar head, which I love the sound of that. And this is called uh, just Road Amp, I guess. And they are out of Champlain, Champaign, Illinois. And this guy's this has been dropping. He's saying, final drop. So I guess he's been trying to sell this for a little while. <laughs> uh, and the uh, for seven hundred and fifty bucks, and this is over in like mid city again. It's this kind of no neighborhood zone. A really cool pint size twenty watt amplifier that can definitely you know get you over a drummer, especially with the right speakers and the right cabinet. Cool thing about this company that I was reading was one I heard read some reviews on Reverb and some other things, and everyone's like, yeah, there's a lot of guitar boutique builders, but these guys actually there's these amps sound really good, and that might be due to the fact that all the materials they use are recycled to build the construction of the 
out exterior of the boxes of the amplifier. So maybe they're saving some money there. But this one looks like it's actually made of stop signs. I think it's actually made out of stop signs. Yeah, it, it appears to actually be a stop sign. Yeah, and I saw a couple other ones. They did like they had a yield sign. I saw another one that was um, some sort of like box that used to have like some motor parts in it, and it had a clear case. And they took everything out and made that a head box. They make some really cool, interesting cabinets. Yeah, really cool company. Check out. I don't think I've ever seen an amp with a metal cabinet. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, like it's actually metal around the metal. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this thing's easy. You know, it's grab and go. I don't know. Really cool 20 watt head, recycled materials, handmade. This is some handmade stuff here, uh, in, uh, in Illinois for 750 bucks in mid city, Los Angeles. Okay. Next up from New York city, we got in Queens in 1973 Gibson Les Paul deluxe. It says from connecting highway Queens. I don't actually know what that is. Um, it's not a place that I've heard of. Sounds like a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be picturesque and healthy to live there. Um, but this is a very cool-looking 73 Les Paul Deluxe. It looks like the pickups were switched out for humbuckers from those mini humbuckers. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a little bit of damage. The seller says that it's been sitting around for years, and this price is about – you know, almost a thousand dollars less from comparable ones that I see online. Oh wow! No, I mean, it looks great. It's a beautiful cherry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I see a crack on one of the pickguard rings, but not That's much good. damage. I like yeah, that. I mean, yeah, you like that? Yeah. The, the, I mean, the tuning pegs have aged nicely. The fretboard looks beautiful. You know, I, it's a look to take the covers off. You can always put the covers back on. Yeah, for twenty five hundred bucks. I mean, again, anytime you can get a seventies Les Paul for under. Three grand, twenty eight hundred bucks. You're getting the deal. You're getting a deal. Yeah, hopefully this guy would come down even too, because I I don't know. He's had it for years and he's selling it right now. Who knows? Maybe he's desperate. Maybe now's the time that you can get a 1973 Gibson Les Paul Deluxe for twenty five hundred bucks in the beautiful connecting highway of Queens. Was this Queens? <laughs> yeah, Queens. <laughs> Queens, New York. All right, connecting <laughs> highway Queens. That's a beautiful cherry red Les Paul leather strap, hard case. He doesn't say anything about doesn't look like there's any neck breaks, any sort of issues like that. I mean, no, that thing's awesome. Yeah, the, the I love the the front, the face of it. It's like a matte finish almost. Yeah, it's got a really great, really great aging going on. For sure. So, Max, do you have a tip of the week this week? Yeah, I actually do have a tip of the week. I was talking to Brian about this earlier. I thought he's the one who told this to me, but apparently I was wrong and it's somebody else. So when you're on Craigslist, you know how you're looking for, you know, I want to find something from the 50s, from something from the 60s, 70s. Uh, you can just, you know, open the musical instrument section and in the search bar to find anything from the 1950s, you just type in 195 asterisk and it'll bring up anything that's uh, written down as 195 digit. So it'll pull up. Anything that has, you know, if it's something that someone just wrote, it's a 59, it won't pop up. But if they wrote it's a 1959, it'll pop up. And that works for anything. You can uh, you can do 196 asterisks, 197 asterisks. So it really streamlines your searching. Oh, wow. That's really cool. That's really cool. So you can kind of, yeah, as long as the person puts 19, 
five, six, seven, et cetera, in the ad doing the one nine five fifties asterisks in the if you're on the musical instruments page, like you said, you put it in, it'll pull up everything with that. Yeah, it makes things a lot easier. That's a good tip. Good tip. Now we're back in Los Angeles in Laurel Canyon, beautiful Laurel Canyon. We have a 1950s Gibson GA8 Gibsonette amplifier. And it's a one 10 inch speaker combo and a classic little leather box here. You know, there's been a, we've always report on these little guys because these little amplifiers, because I feel like it's something that every guitar player should own. I think you'd agree, Max. I do. Yeah, I totally agree. And I immediately want this after seeing it. <laughs> no, it's really cool. I just know a lot of people that have, and myself included for, you know, 10 years, just had a 50 watt amplifier and you, you know, you're not really, playing it to at home it doesn't you know you're playing it on half you know or you're not playing electric guitar because of it and there's a wide range of sounds and options that you can get out of a little eight eight inch or ten inch you know 10 watt eight watt five watt amplifier and these gibsons they go for half if not a third of what these tweeds go for from the same era we're talking one volume knob to crank it it's even got a really cool old field coil speaker and all NOS tubes. And it's got a really cool leather cover as well. Does it have the original tube diagram or something? Is that what it, it looks like he's holding a piece of paper unfolded, or I wonder if that's just something he found. It looks aged, but I don't know if that would have came with the amp. Right. Yeah. I don't know, but it looks like, Rubber feet, new handle, really cool leather cover. I mean, this thing's ready to go for five seventy five in Laurel Canyon. You know, every guitar player should have one of these things. You can get them for under six hundred bucks. You're talking about a freaking nineteen fifties Gibson amplifier that you can have for under six hundred dollars. Ah, full stack is pretty nice, but um, I definitely want this. <laughs> no, I mean, you ain't gonna get Black Sabbath with this, but at the same time, you know. Jimmy Page recorded, uh, you know, all that stuff with the 112, um, you know, 112 amplifier. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, the Supra. Actually, it was a Supra. Yep. Yeah, it was originally a 210, and he swapped it out for a 112. I saw it at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. You saw the amp, right? Yeah, the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The front baffle was removed, and they put a new baffle, and it looked, I mean, it looked terrible, but like that's what he supposedly he did with and that's it's like that and a telly the first zeppo one and two it's not a les paul and it's not a marshall full stack so you can really get a lot of these a lot out of these old uh old amplifiers and it's totally affordable cool i actually you've renewed my interest to find another tiny tube amp i gave my kalamazoo little tube amp to my brother um so now i need another one yeah, I know. I'm looking at this thing too. I'm like, man, this thing's pretty cool. It's got that uh, got that 600 bucks from the gov, you know? <laughs> right? No, that's long gone. I spent that immediately. Do you have anything else in New York? Uh, I got one in New Jersey. How about that? Okay. So it's for $100, a 1970s bass guitar project made in Japan. It says Matsumuko. Who knows? They don't actually know. But it's a really funky sg copy um there's a lot of these out there but this one's a hundred dollars and it looks to be all original i don't know how it plays because it says probably not well since it says project but for a hundred dollars you can probably go down 
and you know it's just got a lot of cool vibes going on with it it looks like the back of it was hand painted with a paintbrush but the front looks okay yeah it's got a definitely it's got its own vibe it looks pretty cool i wonder what these pickups are like you can see one of the horns the bottom horns uh a little nubbed down a little bit 100 bucks you know vintage 70s project base you know if you want to get into it and he says it does he clearly says it needs some work to be playable but all the parts are there the bridge saddles tuners yeah. everything's there i think uh, as long as you can figure out if the truss rod's working then it's money uncleaned unrestored and not messed up at all by me so <laughs> so it's just messed up but he didn't <laughs> he do didn't, any of it he didn't do anything so don't worry folks and that concludes this week's episode of Sonic Artifacts. Follow these finds on our Instagram at, at @sonicartifacts and tune in every Tuesday for the best deals each coast has to offer. This is your host Brian Schlemmy signing off from LA, and Max Braun signing off in Brooklyn. Check you out next week, folks. Peace out.